Welcome to We Hear Her. I'm Erin Trenbeth-Murray, and I'm here today with another amazing woman who is sharing her story and insights into life lessons learned. Hi there, I'm Erin Trenbeth-Murray, and thank you for being here for the We Hear Her podcast for Women Who Succeed. Today we are with my good friend, uh, Melissa Hart, and I love so much her being here because I usually um, get to see her, well, we talk all the time, but we have places up in Eden, and um, it's a special place, and I love having a close friend up there now. Melissa and I have just gotten to know each other the last few months uh, more in depth. I'm excited to talk to Melissa because she has such a diverse background. She has her own consulting firm, 215. She is also... Uh, huge advocate in so many arenas with the nonprofit world and social impact work, as well as film. Um, and I just have really gotten to enjoy knowing her. That, plus she's an avid skier, all kinds of outdoor fun things that I can't wait to dive into. But thank you for joining us. And Melissa, thanks for being here today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, Erin. Yes, I'm so happy you're here. I mean, I love seeing you up in snowy Eden also. Beautiful place. I can't believe how much you come down to Salt Lake. <laughs> no, I'm down here more than I should be. I should be staying up in Eden. It's beautiful up there. I know, but there's so much here too. Yes. So you just moved to Eden. You came back from living in Seattle, correct? Mm -hmm. And tell us a little bit about your background. Just maybe give us a little bit of Melissa 101. <laughs> Thanks, Erin. So I actually grew up in Seattle. Um, on a little island called Mercer Island, which is... Oh, an island? Yeah, I grew up on an island. There were bridges. We didn't have to use the ferry system, which was nice. But it was on the east side of Seattle, so not out into the Puget Sound. Uh -huh. It's in a freshwater lake. And I absolutely loved growing up there. It was a beautiful spot. It's a very quiet little bubble of a space to grow up into. And um, when I was in high school, my girlfriend and I decided to do crew, to do rowing. And so we went and tried out for the rowing team in my sophomore year and absolutely loved it. And that's really where I feel like a lot of my life just started to take off because it was such a challenging sport. I think it's actually the hardest sport that you can do just physically, emotionally, mentally, because it's a full body workout um, and just absolutely loved it. So I got selected to go to the U.S. development team. I was on the U.S. national team, the junior oh national gosh. team. And then was recruited to go row at Duke University. Um, so I did that for my undergrad years and absolutely loved being at Duke. It's just the most beautiful place. I loved living in North Carolina. Uh, the school was amazing. The people were amazing. We got to sleep on the sidewalk for basketball games and sleep in tents. Oh, yeah. Outside of Shoshesky. Yeah. It was just amazing. So um, absolutely loved that. I lived in Madrid and Spain for a little while and then came back and did graduate school um, in sociology. I was doing a doctoral program and was studying you know, human patterns and behavior and demographics and just changes in people's choices, fertility, time use, all of that, um, and loved that experience. And then um, you know, had some interesting life changes that brought me here to Salt Lake and moved into the social impact world and have been doing that for the last uh, 10 years and have absolutely loved that shift of taking you know, the experiences that I've had and the talents that I've uh, developed and being able to give back to my community. So, oh my gosh, I, there's so much to unpack there. I'm so, first of all, you lived on an island. Yes. On a freshwater lake. <laughs> I mean, like, who gets to do, who gets to do that? But um, your years doing, now tell me the correct name. Did you say crew? 
Yeah, so it's crew, crew. or rowing. Crew. So oh, crew right. is okay. the sport, and then rowing's kind of the verb. <laughs> Crewing, a crew Rowing, is not yeah. really, really big in Utah. I haven't seen a no. lot of it on the Great Salt Lake. No, I think they have a team uh -huh. out on the Great Salt Lake. Well, yeah. are you going to do it at Pineview this summer? I should. You should crew. I need, I need to go buy a little single-person boat. It's a tricky sport because you do have to have a team to I'll do the real team. stuff. We could do a double. Yeah, that sounds kind of hard. I kind of like laying on my paddleboard yeah. <laughs> and just floating around. <laughs> yeah, it's a very aesthetic sport. So it's very quiet. You know, usually you want to do it when the water's calm. That doesn't always happen for races, but it's a very calm and peaceful sport if you can do it alone in a single boat and not in a race. Outside of that, it's extremely demanding. So, you know, my impression of you, one of the things that I have absolutely loved and adored in getting to know you about, of course, the light you have. I mean, you're just a magnet for positivity and energy. Like people draw to you. And I, of course, love that. Um, but you also have come across to me as someone really resilient. Mm. And um, I'm wondering if some of that resiliency or that tenacity or work ethic mm -hmm came from your, some of your experiences doing crew yeah. because it was so demanding or you were already that kind of person. So you were made to do that kind of sport. What do you think? Oh, uh, you know, my dad started us in sports when we were really little. I was skiing at three mm -hmm. and he loved windsurfing and we had a boat because we lived on a lake. And so he would take us out to water ski at five in the morning. So my dad was just a very driven and strong willed man. Yeah. <laughs> so he put us into a lot of really interesting situations. And I think he had a little compassion fatigue as a physician because he had no tolerance. Interesting. For any <laughs> complaining. That was funny. He just put us in a lot of interesting situations. <laughs> there were quite a few moments, you know, we, we can laugh about them now. They weren't very funny as children. Yes. I think we'll just go over that mountain because it would be quicker than taking the trail. There was a lot of that growing up. Um, and there was no appetite for us having an opinion yeah. <laughs> about not doing right. the activity. I think my father must have been your father. <laughs> they were probably friends. That's probably why we liked yeah. each other. I know. <laughs> yeah, so that that didn't um, that definitely contributed to it. And then my mom started me into basketball when I was in sixth grade. And she, I went there in these cute little pink sweatpants with little lacy socks. And there was just something inside of me that just sort of woke up. And my mom said she was watching on the side and, and thought, is that my daughter? <laughs> I was just so excited and aggressive and just enjoyed doing sports so much. So when I started into rowing, I, I think I felt a little bit timid about it because I, you know, rowing, you can't really start until you're about 12, 13 anyways. Mm -hmm. And I was closer to 15. And so I, you know, I felt like I was a little behind in oh, it uh -huh. because there were a couple of people who had been doing it longer. Um, but just something about the sport and the aesthetic of it, I just absolutely loved it. And I, you do have to be really mentally tough. And I remember our very first ERG test where they put you out on the rowing machine and they set it to 2000 meters and they just say, go as hard as you possibly can. <laughs> you just, you just have to row as, as hard as you can for the entire, until the meters run out on the machine. And I finished that first one and I had, you know, the score that I just wasn't expecting, they weren't expecting. And I just thought, oh, this is great. <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. Let's do this, you know? And so um, that was, that kind of just launched the career because that's how they kind of measure you is they put you on these ERG machines and then they nationally rank you off of your 
score against other people across the U.S. So, so it's a very the sport it appears to me very dependent on one another. Mm -hmm. um, wondering what life lesson you've learned out of it could be that or basketball. What have you learned yeah. out of the team sports you've participated in? What are some values that you've learned? I I loved my high school team and we had a great experience and we worked really well together. And I think it was interesting. We actually won the junior national championships in the US. We flew to Ohio mm. and it was so funny because our team, this it was a four person boat and we practiced terribly. I mean there the boat never was set, it never went right. We we rode horribly in practice. And then something would happen, this magic would happen, we'd sit on the start line, and as soon as we'd hit a race, somehow we all just came together, and it mm. went beautifully well, and we would, I mean, we were so good. We would win with like six, seven boat lengths of open water. Mm. We won nationals, I think, with like three or four boat lengths of open water. And there was no reason why we should have been that good in a race, because we practiced so terribly together. And I think it, I started to realize that there's this idea in our minds of like, things have to go a certain way. Life has to look a certain way. We have to always be on, we, things have to always work out. It should be just going according to plan. And it, nothing ever does. Mm -hmm. And But that doesn't mean that you don't still have talent or magic or that if you find a certain group of people that you really, when the time counts, you really do pull together and you create something really beautiful. So, and it was just so funny because even in that boat, we weren't really even friends with each other. I mean, it was an eight-person boat we were hoping would have taken to nationals and won. And in kind of the last minute, my coach said, well, let's throw the four of you together, <laughs> put you in a boat at one of our races. And then we just, and everyone was fighting all through the warm-up, you know. <laughs> but then it came together. But they just came together magically. Well, and that's kind yeah. of, with your life, I mean, you have now landed in Eden with your yeah. mama being yeah. there. Yeah, we and live a mile away from each other. I it's know, so fun. I love that. What did you think some of the, you spoke a little bit about your dad. What do you, what are some life lessons that your, your mom has imparted to you that you've found that have um, helped motivate and keep you on, on a path? Yeah, my mom is probably the most incredible person that I know. Um, she has the biggest heart and she's extremely resilient and optimistic. I mean, she's you know, we've had some hard things in our family and she just continues to love and show up. And I think the most impressive thing about her is her growth mindset. So mm. she's an avid reader. She reads hundreds of books every year and has just always committed herself to being better than she was the day before. And I've loved that about her. And she's also very outdoorsy, which is not typical. I mean, her sisters are a little bit active, but my mom is extremely outdoorsy. And she really prioritizes that. And I've really admired that about her, that she has said, I'm my best when I'm outside and I get some quiet time to myself to road bike or hike. And she's very independent. So she'll just, she just heads out on those trails and never tells us where she's going. Sees so. the moose. Yes. Runs into a moose. So, yeah. you know, out of everyone that I have interviewed, I have never had someone say, that part about their mom, about mm. the love of the outdoors and the yeah. peace that it brings her. And what a great role model. Yeah. I mean, for that, that's, mm -hmm. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, and she's very clear about it. You know, she will go out and she will get her Saturday morning workout mm -hmm. and then you can play with her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she has to take care of herself first. I like it. And it's been really a beautiful boundary and I've loved watching her do that because it's helped me realize, no, you really do have to take care of yourself. You need to figure out what you love and make sure you do a little piece of that every day mm -hmm. to be able to stay grounded. And, and it's where I regenerate every day is I go out into nature and and just kind of soak in the yeah. outdoors. So you have a son and a daughter. Mm -hmm. What do you think when your daughter looks at you, what do you think she would say about the characteristics that she hopes she has someday that are in her mom? Interesting. Um, my daughter is so cute. She's 11 and a half going on 37. I always say <laughs> she's very mature, but, um, you know, she talks a lot about how she loves that I am very confident and outspoken, and I was not those things when I was her age. And so I'm, I'm mm. always complimentary of her that she is so confident now, and she's very articulate, and she's very clear about what she wants and doesn't want. She's very good about asking for exactly what she wants, which is something that took me a really long time to learn how to do that. You know, mm -hmm. like our opinions were not solicited on the weekends of what we wanted to do. And so it's been really fun to watch her kind of step into that. And so she would say that, she, you know, and she tells me this all the time, how much she loves and adores me. And I keep telling her, this is going to end here. No, it's not. But you're, what, but you're what headed to your teen years. What yeah. characteristics of, do you think she looks at you and says, I hope I do this. I'm like yeah. this and this from my mom. I mean, I think she really likes that I am really fun with them. Yeah. And so she loves that about me. Yeah. She always says, you're a fun mom. There's you are the fun mom. mom. Yeah. You're not even my mom, but you're very fun. Yeah, she loves that. You know, so we, I turn on music a lot and, and I dance with them and we lip sync and run around the kitchen together. And when it's time to clean up, we turn on music and make it fun. And I've really tried to make our family a team because it's just the three of us. Yeah. And um, I think she really likes that, you know, I'm fun and positive and she loves that I'm confident. She gets annoyed that I talk to everyone. But yeah. She says, you know, I love that you are so friendly and warm with everyone. She's like, you really do love everybody. And you it's do. True. You do. do. Well, yeah. everybody loves you too. I mean, you're like, you have this energy about you that you're like, this is a really good person. I think I would like to be right by her. So I really enjoyed getting to know you and building yeah. a friendship with you. And no, you have so, time. you're so many hidden talents. You're this, um, this quagmire to me because you're like <laughs> really fly by the seat of your pants <laughs> and fun yeah. and easygoing mm -hmm. and you can roll with it. And then there's this other side to you that is really driven <laughs> and, um, now I now it's all kind of coming together here. So a few more lunch dates yeah. and then I'll have right. you all figured out. <laughs> I know. I think I was more driven and I've tried to tone that down a mm -hmm. little bit. I think kids humble you. And obviously life has humbled me a little bit too of just yeah. learning how to be a little bit more laid back about things. Yeah. Because, yeah, too many years being too driven. So right. I'm glad you. you're describing me that way because that's a good, that's a good change. my role model. <laughs> yes. Well, with the young women on that note, as we kind of wrap up, is mm -hmm. there any advice that you would give to mm -hmm. the young women that maybe expound upon that? About something, if you had, if you were 16, let's do it this way. If you were 16, what, what advice would you give your 16-year-old self? Probably tell her that you know, things are just not going to turn out the way that you think that they will. You know, you're going to lay out a plan. You're going to think things are going to go a certain way. 
and they just really won't. <laughs> and to really love and accept that different story that's going to be your life. It's taken me a really long time to look back and accept the way that my life turned out, mm. you know, because I was really driven and I thought that who I married, that things would work out. I thought that things would go differently. I had a very different view in mind entirely of my life. And, you know, I'm rolling up on the 10 year mark of things getting really, really hard in my life. And on March 11th of 2023 will be my 10 year mark of just, and I'm hoping that I'm just launching into a better season after this, because it's been a really hard decade and very good for me, but very hard. And I think my younger self thought things were going to go more smoothly or differently. And I wish that I had had more grace for myself along the way of right. it's not going to look the way that you want it to. And that's okay. That's actually really wonderful because the universe has your back. You're going to go in a different direction than you thought you would. I thought I was going to be a professor at a university and now I get to help social causes. You know, I got to run a foster care organization and work with these incredible children who helped shape how I saw the world. I never thought that was going to happen and never thought I was going to be a single mom. And that has been actually really fun. I've enjoyed being able to set the tone of my family and, mm. you know, read a lot of parenting books. My son's on the spectrum, so I've learned a lot from raising him. He's a very unique and special individual who's non-neurotypical and has challenged everything I've ever thought I knew about children or parenting in the best way possible because he's he's just not been what I thought he was going to be. And again, it wasn't until I accepted that it's just different and that's okay. That's just not what you thought it would be, but it's wonderful, you know? And so that younger self, I think, just was really nervous that, you know, I wouldn't do things perfectly or right, or they wouldn't, you know, go the certain way. And, you know, I look back at her and I just have grace for her of, you know, so many good and bad are coming, you know? And they're all gonna kind of work together to create a really beautiful life. I actually really, love my life. It's very different than I thought it would be, but I, I really do love and enjoy it. And I love my kids. We have the best time together. So you are a great mom. You talk about them all the time. And yeah. I just, I'm so glad that um, I've gotten to know you because oh. you've brought a lot to my life <laughs> and you. those, those, no, those unrealistic expectations or plans, especially for women who are driven, mm -hmm. who feel like it's going to be A, B, C, D, yeah. E. Um, I really appreciate your positive attitude of we're just going to see where this goes right. and he, yeah. all right. Yeah. And there that flexibility that comes in. Mm -hmm. So I hope that for all of you watching today, that that was something that you can take to heart, that we don't always need to have things laid out in a perfect plan. And there's going to be um, different journeys and paths that we're going to go on and to give yourself some grace, which I love so much for my friend, Melissa. So thank you for being with us today and we'll see you next time. Thank you for taking the time to hear her. Join our efforts and learn more about women who succeed at womenwhosucceed.org.